Hello, my fellow movie fans, and welcome to another episode of A Feast of Films Theater with your hosts, Matthew Alu and Ethan R. Hill. How's that? That was good. Oh, yeah. Classic. Classic. What's going on, my fellow movie fans? Welcome to A Feast of Films. This is episode 30, part two, where we're talking about Star Wars Episode 6, Return of the Jedi, the best Star Wars film ever freaking made. I'm Matthew Aalu, and with me as always is Ethan R. Hill, and I couldn't agree with you more. It is the best Star Wars film. It is my favorite. It makes me happy. Everything's just so good about it, including Jedi Rocks. Oh, no, Jedi Rocks song. is so... Ethan, oh, Ethan man, I didn't we agree this last so time. much on things, but we'll never agree on Jedi Rocks until you change your I mind and realize this. just what a travesty it truly, truly is. Horrible. I didn't mention this last time, but uh, Prosser was like, it doesn't make any sense that the song's called Jedi Rocks. Why is it called Jedi Rocks? I'm like, that's just the name, like... That's not, I don't think that's what it's called in universe. And he's like, well, no, it has to be. And I'm like, do you think the Cantina band songs in like, in the Cantina in episode four are called Cantina Cantina band one and two? (laughs) Cause like, cause like, no, they're, they're not. (laughs) Why is it called Jedi rocks? No one in the galaxy remembers what Jedi even are. Except for these a couple obscure musicians. Exactly. But they're like, totally makes, that totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. It's like, yeah, we were fans of Jedi before. It was cool. Yeah, we knew <laughs> like, we knew what Jedi were. Wait till you hear about of, this really old on school some stuff, man. Desert planet, like, come on, guys. Oh my god! And then by episode nine, everyone's like, we know what the Sith are. Everyone knows the Sith. Like, what? But okay. But we all thought the Jedi were myth yeah. But about we all third, know about, about the three Sith. years before. Like they were just here, like less than two decades ago. But apparently. Four decades I mean, later, we the, still all know we know what the Sith are. All of a sudden, like get out of here. I mean, here. it's the same. It's the same thing where everyone forgot about the Jedi in the last twenty years between Episode Three. That's and episode what I'm saying. Four. Like it is an egregious it's idea so that weird. a whole galaxy forgot about the protectors of peace and justice in the old Republic for a thousand generations. Like, but then, like twenty again, years after that, everyone all of a sudden knows what Sith. That, that's the most egregious part that everyone know. Everyone in their dog knows about the Sith like 20 more years after that or 30 years after that and it's like, like this is ridiculous i can believe that luke might not know but han who has traveled a bunch in the last who was alive years, when the no jedi idea. were still around like yep. it's not like he was an itty baby like luke was a baby but han would have been older than that like there's no reason he should at least faintly remember the Jedi and the be starting. Well, of I feel the like Empire. the Kare- Oh my god! I feel like Karelians are pretty close to the center world too. Like they're not on the outskirts, the outer rim. No, it was just, it's just yeah. But even on Tatooine, they'd heard of Jedi, right? Like a lot of the planets had heard of Jedi at the very least. But anyway, what do you think you are? Some kind of Jedi waving your hand Jedi, around like, that? like yeah. So it's just <laughs> Watto played by Marlon Brando. Oh man, that makes me laugh. Thanks for bringing that up again. That was the most. This is one of the most ridiculous logic holes in Star Wars ever. Um, it's so great. But like, and, and then when you think about Episode Four, you're like, maybe it was actually a smaller force originally, like, originally intended to be not as 
as big as they were. You know what I mean? By the time the prequels came around. Oh, I'm reading um the, the they took they found George Lucas's original script for Star Wars and turned it into a comic. Oh yeah. And I'm reading that and honestly, it is so bad. <laughs> It is so bad. It's cool because it's like, oh, this is what it would have been. But like anyone who's like George Lucas was a genius and had a plan from the very beginning. I'm like, yeah, he had something at the very beginning and it was bad. <laughs> like It was really, really bad. Oh, man. It's, Maybe some aliens again, came from a galaxy far, far away and just like was like, yo, bro, this is the story, homie. It's the it's the back to the future thing where it's like uh Marty pretends to be Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan to scare his dad and asking his mom. Well, there you go, right? <laughs> I love that so much. Oh, man. I am Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan. <laughs> I can't wait to, like, talk about Back to the Future in depth with you at some no, point. No, that'll be fun, man. That's, that's going to be another great trilogy. Another great trilogy. But, uh... Well, I mean, we got to find something to talk about after we're done with the... Uh, all these episodes all the star wars stuff yeah more star wars stuff well what series do we talk about next <laughs> so oh many gosh. man so many but like I mean, we kept, but, kept busy if we did mcu yeah no that'd be crazy we'd be here for like That's another f- decade we'd be like we we get the first decade of mcu films and then we'd be like we have another like a decade, whole decade right ready to go we'd be like damn it <laughs> it took us a decade to, re- to review a decade okay this is this is gonna be good but uh yeah no like last week you know, we had a good conversation talking about, you know, some of like a lot of the character stuff, how they use the characters, the environments, um, and obviously that first part of the Jabba's Palace. And today we're going to be going into like the next two thirds of the film, like the whole Endor thing. And obviously that final Wait, you don't mean that we climatic to... moment at the end of this film that was, again, just so Matt, you... wildly, amazingly executed. Matt, you don't mean that we have to go back to Dagobah. Oh, we're going back to Dagobah. And honestly, oh I'm surprised Luke never went back in between. That seemed odd to me. Well, I mean, like, because how much time is between I think the two it's movies? Because it's not that It's like much. a year or something, though. I don't think it's a I year. I think it is. I think it's like six months. Maybe it is. I don't know. Let's Google it. But Oh, you talk. I'll Google. But, like, to me, it's I, I, think, I think it makes sense. I think because he's, again, he's helping the Rebellion... He's trying to trying find, to find and figure out where Han Fair is yeah. and figure out a plan to break into, like, one of the most feared places in the galaxy. Good point. Yep. How do you plan? Like, if they just would have gone in to, like, break out Han with fists swinging, they probably would have died. Horribly. Like, it probably just wouldn't have worked the same way. And, like, I don't know. I think, I think it works. I think it works that he doesn't go back. I mean, actually, does he not go back? Is there a thing that says he never goes back? Or are we just assuming that because of his promise? Um, just because of like how Yoda talks to him when he does go back. Like it does sound like he hasn't been back since five. So like, like also yeah. who is like then, you're a Jedi Knight now? Like, I don't know. Just Well Luke says he's a Jedi Knight. Proclaimed, I guess. And that, cause Yoda has that whole like Oh, oh. oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> so I, oh, you're a Jedi So I am a Jedi Knight. And then Yoda's like not so a Jedi, fast there, buddy. <laughs> it actually has my favorite like yoda moment and like i've seen memes of this around where it's like comparing it to being a parent but it's like luke acts asks him a hard question luke's like so uh is vader my father and like yoda's just like i need to rest i'm just and he just straight he up just, dies <laughs> yeah that meme is so good yeah kids are asking you a bunch of questions he's just like i'm just gonna go turn over and die <laughs> 
I'm out. I'm out. That's I've seen that meme before. It is pretty. It's pretty great, and it's pretty spot on too. Are, how have you like this? Is I guess we never really talked about this. How do you feel about Yoda's death in this movie? Um, like, did it make sense to you, like always, or was there ever a time where you questioned, like, okay, why did Yoda have to die? Or no, it made sense. Like, he was just old as hell, man. Like, he'd already brought up the point, like. Even in that film, right? I've been training Jedi for 900 years. You're like, damn, this dude's old. Yeah, it's cool if you die, man. You've earned it. Like, <laughs> we're 900 years old. You be look as good you will, man. Exactly. Exactly. Like, um, I love that. Oh, it's a, it says it's a I, one year gap between five and six. Oh, you were right. All right. I guess I was wrong. And not three, know. like some people think for some reason. See, yeah, I'd heard it was three at some point, too, but apparently three would be too long a year i could see oh it's three years between a new hope and empire strikes back oh i could see that too that would make a lot of sense right and then four and then a year between five and six which may which makes way more sense like why would you take three years to go get han you know what i mean like that would a year is reasonable three years would be like okay were you guys like just sipping some margaritas like go get that bro like he's he's he needs your help man what are you doing Luke was Luke was spending the entire time trying to hit on Leia. <laughs> yeah, just trying to like hook up with his sister. Nice job, Luke. And then he's fine with that. He accepts that. As soon as he finds out, he's like, oh, this made sense. And then Leia says the same thing, too. Like, I think he's like, like, I always knew it. And it's yeah, like, which is like weird. But I guess that's the force, right? Like, all right. The more is the more yeah, they okay. connect with the force and learn how to use it. The more you get those like intuition. I mean, they thing. were connecting with each other. Well, at one point, they were connecting with each other more than the, the force. The force was probably like, "Okay, guys, they're just making out. Um, get off your asses and do something about we that." Need okay, to tell them. We need, need to make them feel stuff to be like, maybe that's my sibling. Just make it happen because that was weird. That was uncomfortable, guys. That's it. That was uncomfortable. Uh, how do we handle Jimmy, this? Jimmy, how do we handle what this? The hell's wrong with you, man? You're not doing your job again. Get your ass out here. Like. <laughs> I could totally see it, a force group meeting. Like, guys, come on, man. Gather around. That was terrible. So we got to do something about it. Because <laughs> it ain't happening again. Well, that was embarrassing. Like, that was horrendous to watch. <laughs> anyway. But overall, like, that like, the stuff on Dagobah, like, the stuff on Dagobah, I never find... <sighs> it's super weird. Because a part of me is, like... It's not the most compelling stuff that I've seen... But it's also not the worst stuff. Like it's, it's, I don't know. I I like that being kind of a nice wrap up to Obi Wan and Yoda, kind of in one. Like it's Luke finally knowing that he's striking out on his own, and that he is technically, when it comes to being a Jedi, on his own. But he also finds out that there is still hope. It's weird. It's a weird. It's a weird sequence. It is very much like I. I think it just kind of sets up that final confrontation, right? Like more than anything. Not not only the previous films obviously set up that final confrontation with Vader, but it just lays it out for us in that Dagobah scene it where sets it's up the stakes. Like, yeah, this confrontation is happening. Like if you thought we were going around it or you thought it wasn't going to happen or for whatever reason, like, no, this is essential to Luke's journey to becoming that Jedi. He needs to well, face it, Vader. So it, it really sets just sets up that everything he... going on after that. And his whole motivation, like on his on endor when he's so focused on finding vader like that is his mission like the rest of them are like we're gonna bring down this whole satellite system but luke knows he's going for vader like that's his mission he knew that right from the beginning 
again, it sets up his stakes though, because he's, he's like, I'm going to save my father. I'm going to save my sister and I'm going to save the galaxy. That's what he has to do. He has to save those three things. And that gets set up on that Dagobah scene. It it really is important for the character, like going forward to give him the proper motivations and set up his actions to come. Um, from a certain point from of view. From a certain point of view. And kind of gives you revealing some more information as well about the past, right? And just making that picture a little bit more clear. Putting those last puzzle pieces in place. Um, considering what the situation was when the Empire fell. What, one of the things actually I'm kind of interested in is like, what are they going to do with this Obi-Wan series? Like as far as um, like I'm confused connecting as well. some of these dots... And making some of these happens, like will some of these lines that are like talked about, or some of these scenarios that are talked about in these this late in episode six specifically, will come into being and will actually happen. It'll be interesting to see how they actually make that kind of work within the dialogue of the the structure, I guess, of those films. But well, because I know they're apparently saying that Anakin and Obi Wan will fight. That's again. what they're saying. Yeah, but like. But how and where? Because it can't be on Tatooine. Because if 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 Vader knew Obi Wan was on Tatooine, he would just time, go get him. Send an yeah. armada. I I don't like, think it'll be on Tatooine. I don't think it'll be Tatooine. But but it would make sense, like, because there's the whole thing where he's like Obi Wan once thought as you did, right? Like, but that doesn't make sense. Like Obi Wan was never like Anakin. I feel the good in you. He was like. Only a Sith deals in absolutes, and I'm gonna whoop your ass, son. Like that's all that he got, you know. Like, like in Episode Three. So it actually, there no, seems to be more context, point. and like the hiding of Leia, right? Like they did ship him away. They did kind of hide them, but like Vader made it seem like there was more to that whole scenario that we just haven't seen yet. And maybe they're gonna kind of dig in there and bring something up so i think that obi-wan series could be really interesting and impactful and kind of add some shed some more light onto that episode six you know conversations as well did we ever find out whether or not vader knew he had a son didn't he or was that was that revealed in episode five i feel like we talked about this but i can't No, that was revealed in episode five when he's talking to the surprised at all but he didn't seem surprised and that's that's well like he knew like he knew padme was pregnant right like if we're going from the if we're going from the prequels um but like does he know the kids survived like you would assume no because that's what he was told but it's hard to know these things like i said like we've talked about before like they don't connect always nicely between trilogy to trilogy as far as that goes, but it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I think the Obi-Wan series, like, hey, like, if there's any spinoff that should have been done first, it should have been Obi-Wan. I don't know why we spent time with Han Solo. Like, Han Solo's great, but he's great as Harrison Ford. Like, the other guy did okay, but, like, no one was asking for a young Han Solo movie. Like, if you're doing spinoffs, everyone's like, they need to do Obi-Wan, because out of the whole prequel trilogy, man, that was, like, the whole damn thing. I saw a meme the other day too, where it was like Ewan McGregor's back or something. He's like holding up the whole prequels or something like that. Like it was pretty funny. Oh, okay. So I'm looking up. I'm looking up the difference in dialogue right now. Mm-hmm. In the original cut, it wasn't revealed. Like like Darth Vader just knew when he says we have a new enemy, Luke Skywalker. 
like Darth Vader's like, yep, that's cool. And then they're just like, yeah, like it's yeah, if he can turn, yeah, we'll turn him. It's fine. Yeah. And then but in the redo in the re ones, it's we have a new enemy, the young rebel who destroyed the Death Star. I have no doubt this boy is the offspring of Anakin Skywalker. Well, they changed the and dialogue Darth when Vader they changed says, the Emperor scene. Yeah, and then and then Darth Vader's like, how is that possible? And then the Emperor's like, search your feelings, you know it'll be true. He could destroy us. And then it continues the same way. After that. Um so yeah, so yeah, so it is a surprise in the new in the new continuity. Yeah. It was a surprise to him. Which again makes sense that he wouldn't know. Like like, both make sense. Both, like, for some reason, I don't know why. In my brain, it's like, honestly, if they're like, yeah, he knew the whole time, I wouldn't be like, <gasps> he did how? I'd be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. He's like, he's freaking Darth guy. Vader, man. Sense. He knows stuff. But also him not knowing, again, it's, I wouldn't be like, <gasps> how did he not know? It's like, okay. I he was also lied to and like, they were it's... hiding. Like, that was the whole point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that like, was the whole point. <laughs> so, so I guess what I'm saying is I'm good either way. I'm good either I way. Concur. The real... <laughs> The real shocker was uh, to Luke <laughs> when he finally put all the pieces together. And the, 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 I love that moment when he comes out of like Yoda's hut after Yoda dies and sees Ben's ghost and just like the audacity, just the sheer attitude. Like when he says Obi Wan, just the way Obi Wan, Obi Wan, like, like it's like if you a were a solid. Bitch. Also, if you were a solid entity, I would punch you in the face. Also, super funny that Yoda's lights go out like after he leaves. I was like, isn't Yoda dead? Who's turning off these damn lights? Like, I guess it was a candle probably, but whatever. No, it's motion sensitive. (laughs) He like leaves and then like all the lights turn off. I was like, why didn't like, okay, but okay. I was going to say R2-D2, but isn't R2 in the ship? Yeah, I think R2's with him or something. I don't know. Maybe R2 blew out some candles. Also, I'm sure the candles Luke's just apparently died, right? Like, whatever. But it was just funny to me. Luke's apparently a better pilot because he didn't crash his X-Wing No, he time. did better on the second time around. Second time's a charm, I guess. Well, I guess I, I know the fog better this time. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, he's, like, actually learned I mean, how to use the Force, so... We're well, you could probably hone in on even Yoda's signal and all that kind of stuff because he parked right outside the house. Yeah, it was really close. He had it figured but, out the second man, time like around. That, that whole confrontation with Obi-Wan is just hilarious because he starts out really angry and then he finds out he has a sister and he's like, oh, yes, everything's good now. And it's like, is it? I feel like you should still be kind of pissed. Like, <laughs> you should still be kind Everything of mad. I told you is true from a certain point from a of certain view. point of view. I've seen that robot chicken sketch where it's like he breaks out into a song about a certain point of view. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great. And you'll I love see robot everything chicken. is true like, <laughs> from a certain point of view. Robot chicken is so choose... funny. <laughs> the robot chicken Star Wars specials to me are a lot stronger than the Family Guy oh, ones I find... because I love yeah, just the, yeah. the ridiculous. Yeah, I find the Family like Guy the ones. Family guy I'm not ones. a big fan of the Family Guy ones. Like, there's a couple scenes here or there that I'm like, ha, funny, but like most of them don't really get me. Just... I'm like, mm, okay, it's just a one to one. Yeah, that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. Whereas like, whereas Robot Chicken is just like taking the like taking the most ridiculous concepts and like the thing is everything that they do i'm like i could see that i could see that existing in the freaking star wars universe and that just makes it funnier like i could see this actually happening <laughs> yeah like you can picture it like it just it, it comes together nicely and, it, and it's a different type of comedy too right like obviously both are co- comedy shows but robot chicken very tackles different. it in a very different way well it's sitcom versus um sketch comedy exactly 
with puppets but, and dolls. Speaking of which, speaking of puppets, I, I have one grievance in this entire Dagobah thing, and it's the fact that Yoda looks completely different in episode six than he does in episode four, and thus began the trend of him episode never looking five. the same from bro. Yeah, episode five. Sorry. Come on, get it's it. late. Get, get it right, man. Get it right. Nah, man, I don't care. I don't even care what Star Wars anymore. It's for nerds. Get it right, man. Like you. Get it right. Okay. <laughs> but no, man, it's like, it's, I don't understand why, like, I, can, I guess I can kind of understand a little bit, but like, it's such a drastically different Yoda. Like, he looks like Yoda, but like, it's so, his head is weirdly more pointed. He's got more hair, I think. He's greener. It's just, it's a really weird, it's a really weird design change, but still looks better than episode one. Yeah, episode one Yoda. is horrendous. Episode one is like the most clearly different Yoda ever. Like out of all the Yodas, I can be like, okay, I could see how that changed. I could see how you went from that to ah. that for the most part. Episode like, eight's Yoda is pretty different too, though. Episode, yeah, but he's a force ghost, so he can look as good or bad as he wants, I guess. I don't really know the rules there. But, like, it, like Yoda's always had a very different look for each film, right? Like, it's just kind of part of the package with being Yoda. Even it's from, tradition. like, even CGI, even two to three, right? Like, there's a pretty, uh, you know, not as big of a difference because it's CGI and you can be, obviously get more accurate. But big enough. Yeah, that's, I don't think I have much more to say about Dagobah. Because, like, like, again, a lot happened, but not a lot happened there. Yeah, a lot of setting, a lot of setting up the conflict and giving some insight into the past. So, but it was nice. Like it's could a you good imagine moment. If, like it really is. Could you imagine if that's where the movie started? Was with just with Dagobah, just like nothing, just 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 hey, show yeah, so up like, on Dagobah. Yeah. Like, oh man, yeah. First five minutes, Yoda dies, and it just like, all right, so that's the movie, guys. Like, yeah. And I think that harkens back to how important that first act is. Oh, just so important right? for, like, yeah, everything going forward. Yeah. Reestablishing characters was really what they did. But they weren't, like, introducing yeah. to old characters, like, here's your new characters. Same ones you've always loved, but now they're better. Like, <laughs> And, and yeah, Leia's gonna choke and... the shit of a giant slug. Enjoy that. <laughs> I mean, like... She did a good she job. She was job. efficient. Apparently, <laughs> um, in that suit, because like, so in the Java suit, take it back quickly. But in that Java suit, it was like the main guys operating the like arms and the mouth. And the other guys like on that. the tail. And then they had a, they had a little guy in the tail, and she was hopping over top of it, and one of her high heels actually like went through the foam rubber and like jammed into the top of the head. Of oh the man, inside. no. <laughs> And that, I, why was she in high heels? That's another weird choice, but like, it's whatever. It, it, it was the 80s. It's, I will, I just don't think about it a lot. <laughs> no. I just kind of let it yeah, go. Yeah, we just move on. Like, yeah, she's a slave. This this tracks for a giant, ugly, gross, greasy slug, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> like, And then she kills him. Which is also, which tracks for making her wear that outfit, mm -hmm. so. It's cool, man. Um, and, well, I guess they all get together back on uh, with the Rebel fleet, right? Yeah, they're just in the Rebel fleet, and they basically chill out, have that little meeting. Many Boltons died to bring us this information. 
and everyone's like, where's the Bothans in Rogue One? And it's like, shut up, it's a different it's movie. It's a different Death Star, you <laughs> dipshit. Also, also, I can't remember if this is like a book or a comic, but apparently, I can't remember, like, and I can't remember if this is a thing or just a fan theory. Please forgive me, because I just remember reading it and being like, that was the dumbest thing I've ever read. I'm just going to completely, I'm going to elect to ignore that. Um, but it was a thing that like many Bothans was like actually a person like there's no alien race Bothans oh, no. it wasn't many Bothans it was like Manny kind of thing Manny Bothans died like it's a name of a person to bring this information I was like this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard so I'm gonna elect to just ignore that and I'm just gonna keep it with many Bothans because like it was like the dumbest me- thing and it, apparently I think it was in like a book or a comic that like, apparently it's a thing they're just like we just slightly adjusted what she actually said right by using like the same words, but meaning a different, you know, context to them. And it was like a part terrible. of me loves that, and a part of me hates it. it. Like terrible. it's so bad, but it's so bad that it's actually kind of awesome. It was terrible. Like it's the... Manny Bothans just like died getting us this information. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, Manny yeah, Bothans. Exactly. <laughs> and you're like, it's it, and it's honestly, like in... for a Star Wars name that's not out there, you know what I mean? Like it tracks with you know the Star Wars universe, but it was just such oh, yeah. a ridiculous concept. And I was like, Disney would do that. They would just be like, we're gonna just gonna take this one thing and turn it into a name and go with that. Like, come on, guys. Oh, it was ridiculous. Manny, Manny Boffins. I had a similar situation on like one of my shorts that I did called Clown yeah. Killer. Where like a guy introduces himself as Oh, I'm Bill, by the way. And I'm like, ah yes, Mr. By the way. Mr. Bill, by the way. And like I can't get that out of my head now. <laughs> is that this character's name is Bill, by the way? Bill by the <laughs> it's like, way. It's like that's the it's like the dumbest thing in the world, but it's just really funny. It's just that's like, why I think I'm accepting of Manny Boffins. Yeah. Um, I don't think we've talked about the sheer scale of the second Death Star. And, like, I think I mentioned it in episode four. Maybe I didn't. I stand by the theory that the Death Star 1 was a prototype because the scale difference between 1 and 2 is huge. are massive. Yeah. And, like, they were clearly building the second one at the same time they were building that first one. Well, there's one. no way you'd get anything else done. Like, there's no way. There's no way you start in construction a, after that one died. Because if you're talking a four-year four year difference, like, y- y'all been taking and 20 like we, years to build the first one, and you just We saw finished. how far they were at the first y'all one. Y'all just finished, and now you expect me to believe you're, like, three-quarters of the way done a second one four years later? Get out of here. They were totally building them still at the same time. 100%. But, like, that's terrifying. And I love that. I love the scale of the Death Star list. And I love how they, like, they establish that. Like, the scene with, like, when the Super Star Destroyer crashes into the side of it. And you don't even see, like, the curvature of the the, horizon. (laughs) The curvature of the Death Star. Yeah, it's just flat. And I love that. I love how, like, they basically gradually just give you more and more scale. And you're like, how big is everything in this universe? What the heck? Well, the fact that the ships can, like, fly into it, right? In those same corridors where they just shot the projectiles down is significant. Oh, yeah. Well, considering... Yeah. Oh, I didn't even put that together. Oh, my goodness. I didn't even realize that's the same... I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe technically it's not, but it's the same plan, right? It's the only thing that goes to the core. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's the exa- that's brilliant actually, and they and it's big enough they decided to put a shield generator around it too, so that that didn't happen again. Exactly. But they didn't expect people to actually fly, fly inside the Death Star. Like, God damn it! That's actually, dude. That's smart. I didn't even think about that. That's actually a really good observation. Well, like just how like the size of it is just massive, and obviously with the Emperor's throne room on this one, right? Um clearly indicates that this was most likely like their capital death star like you know his little hangout spot and maybe there was one on the fourth one we just never saw it um i know when the force unleashed game came out there was a throne room on the fourth one but that game that game's obviously You'd assume not there would be canon um but if the fourth one's just kind of a prototype or like you know a small like the smaller variant why why wouldn't the emperor just have his own killer ass huge death star be like this is where i'm hanging out man we know grand moff tarkin would just go there alone and be like i am the emperor yeah pretty much yeah like grandma i am the emperor (laughs) (laughs) oh my god just pretending yeah i want that i want that scene um in my head canon, and it's the dumbest thing in the world but always growing up my head canon was like the circle on the death star was the same circle that was the window for the emperor and like the scale oh doesn't check out at all that doesn't make <laughs> no, any sense. Make no sense my brain my child brain is like yeah that's exactly where the window is that circle and it's like this isn't the this isn't the millennium falcon no the circular thing does not equal the circular thing bud that's pretty funny actually use your brain and it i for years it just stuck with me until like even now I see that and I'm like, yeah, that's the window. And it's like, no brain, you know better, but, but that's the window. No, it isn't. Honestly, but it's the like, window. Honestly though, like the way the emperor's throne room is designed on the death star seems really not great to me. Cause it's literally a tower sticking out of the death star. Like, I feel like that seems, is it a tower? It's yes, like, and they show it in the actual like exterior shots. And I didn't notice it till I was older. Cause they show you exterior shots of the death star. And I was like, oh, shit, that's the Emperor's, like, throne room tower because they have the elevator going up and he has a view hole. I just thought it was, like, somewhere on the side of the interior of the Death Star, but it's actually sticking out of the Death Star in its own little kind of, like, it's almost like, it's almost like the Jedi Tower in Coruscant kind of idea. You know what I mean? Like... But I'm like, that seems like a really vulnerable place to put the Emperor. <laughs> like, not even in the core of the Death Star. Like, they're just like, no, you get this little towery elevator shaft. Have fun with that. Which seems exposed to me. But given the size of the thing, I find it highly unlikely you'd be able to find it. So, if you knew where you were looking. Then. No, that's actually, like, that's I didn't know that. I learned something new. That's really cool. Yeah, it, it just... I find it's a design flaw because I just feel like someone just come around and shoot the emperor's window and just everyone dead. Well, that problem solved. (laughs) Like like you're not in the actual protection of the Death Star. That 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 was hilarious. (laughs) Is it just on the top? Yeah, I don't know exactly where on the Death Star it's placed, but it's definitely jetting out from somewhere. Possibly the very so like specifically, it would have to be at the top because if you think about it, the way that they look at the battle that's going on if it was on the side all the ships would be going this way you're right yeah because they'd be they'd be an angle so it has to be at the very top 
that's cool i never even i never even connected that for my favorite movie this is apparently i need to go back like, i just watched this i need to go back. just those little things it. sometimes and and you're just like damn i get so distracted by jedi rocks just it's in my head the rest <laughs> and of the that's movie, what i'm talking just, about it's yeah. such a terrible song just ruins <laughs> the, whole, <laughs> the whole movie you can't pay attention. no no man he's it's a jam like, it's a bop like, that's just there for the rest jedi of my brain <laughs> I didn't even think about yeah, these deaths to it things because I was dancing in Jedi Rocks. Yeah, that's why I think the movie's so good. Like if I if I skip over the scene, the movie's gonna be terrible. But like what because I because I watched Jedi Rocks, I'm like, yeah, the rest of the movie's so <laughs> that's great. It's like your favorite oh, reason. My, my mood's like, just I don't even so care what awesome. happens now. That made my day. You're oh sick. yeah, everything's just wonderful. You're oh sick. yeah. You're sick. Sick with Jedi Rocks <laughs> fever. Oh yeah. <laughs> I got a fever, and the only cure is more Jedi rocks. It's more size noodles, <laughs> more Max Rebo. Oh man! Oh man! It's just, you're killing I love me, these man. movies so you're much. It's so me. dumb. You're killing me. Look, at the end of the day, we both love Star Wars, but we also admit they're both. They're, they're is, great movies, but they're also so God, dumb. When sometimes you, when you there think is about some horrendous things in there. You're just like, good lord. But they're so much fun because they're just so ridiculous. But like, you're not wrong. By all you're accounts wrong. purposes, Star Wars, Star Wars shouldn't work. Star Wars straight up should not work as a property. But it it's got some. It's got like no just idea. such a really weird mix of concepts and ideas that come into it, right? And but yet it works. Well, like I said, lightning in a bottle, man. Like this just cultural phenomenons, man. It just I think if the first Star Wars got released today, it would not it would not work. We would have got episode four and it just would have just we wouldn't have seen anything past episode four. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. It's hard to say. Because oh, and I'm saying like, I don't mean like I don't mean like the 1977 version is released. I'm saying oh, like, you take like that if story someone made it and you make it. If someone made Star if Wars now made it rather like than when the it came exact out, exact same way, a hundred percent, like it wouldn't work, man. I don't know. I don't think it would fly. I think at this point, the cultural, the cultural zeitgeist is what saves it. And this is coming from someone who loves it. Like I love it. I just picked up Episode Four on 4K today. Like I love these movies with a burning passion. Hmm. I'd have to think about that, but that'd be an ex- that'd be an I, interesting I like think... expose um, kind of discovery video to look in onto my other channel. Like, what really makes these? Sh- what really makes like Star Wars so enjoyable? You know, would it work today? Like, and that's think, kind I of the question, good, right? Like, I think what it... makes it so enjoyable? Is it the things that were from the seventies? Is it just part of the cultural zeitgeist of it all, or? Is it like the actual like storytelling and the characters that are that have become timeless and it would still work today? It's it, that's an interesting question. Hmm. The problem is, if it came out today, it would be derivative of way more things because how many things did Star Wars in- inspire? Well, that's true. And how many things would influence it in a different way? No, a hundred percent. And that's like, but if you made the, the exact thing. same film, yeah, that's hard to say. I get what you're saying, though. You're not saying, like, the exact same film. Well, cause but then it wouldn't it be now, Star Wars if it's not the exact same film. It would be something else. Well, no, like, because it would still be Star Wars, because Star Wars wouldn't exist in this world. It would be Star Wars, it would be made by George Lucas, but the cast would be completely different, because 
Well, you wouldn't have Mark Hamill. Oh God! And like, if you let George right? Lucas make like, a movie now, it'd be like. <sighs> but the question is, would George Lucas have the same hubris that he does if he never made Star Wars back in the seventies? Would he have the same career path? Would Indiana Jones exist? Would like that's a good yeah like. There are so many factors that just like I again well, I well everything think that Star work. Wars has inspired like the whole sci-fi fantasy aspect of everything right that it comes from well, and like lovely. there's things that Star Trek obviously inspires and there's things that obviously Star Wars inspires and you can see like the different kind of inspirations going throughout almost any sci-fi thing you can get your hold on like get your hold on get your hands on Oh bluntly I don't think unless Star Wars was based off a book first i don't think it would get made now i think if george lucas walked into a studio now and was like here's my idea for a movie and then handed them star wars they would he would be laughed out and there would be no one to say no one would save him like that's basically what happened with well the it was hard enough like to get the original like, media back exactly then. and the system has changed so much that i don't think it would work now it's an interesting thought exercise at the very least. And there's so many factors at play that it's hard to really know a true answer. Um, because it's hard to know. Like, it's the whole butterfly effect, right? Like, one little change changes, like, everything. And when you're talking about something as massive as Star Wars, like, that's a significant change to society and the way we look at a lot of things. Um, as far as, like, our entertainment and stuff goes as well and the stories. Um but it's interesting because, yeah, George Lucas looked at a lot of different things. Like, he was looking at um, A Hero with a Thousand Faces. Like, he was really digging into that whole hero's journey aspect of it. Um, and, you know, studying on that. I think it was Bruce Campbell who wrote that one way back in the day. And, um, like, obviously Flash Gordon and stuff like that. So it's, like, interesting that those are his inspirations. Um, and the things he was looking into when he was working on Star Wars, what would he look at today? As he created Star Wars, like what other properties would actually end up influencing Star Wars instead of Star Wars influencing them? And would they exist in the same way without Star Wars? Yeah. Damn it, man. That's too many. It's, it's an impossible question, man. It's an impossible question. You're welcome. Hard to I'm know. I, now uh... I'm going to be thinking about that all night. Like, well, what about this? And then if that happened and then this thing happened, I should seriously make a video. I might make a video now. It's a good idea. Uh, it's Joseph Campbell, by the way. So. Oh, that's who it is. What did I say? Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell's a... the guy Bruce from Campbell. like the the uh, the Evil, Evil Dead, Dead movies. movies. Yeah, totally different guy. Joseph Campbell. Phenomenal. That's what phenomenal I Phenomenal guy. Phenomenal actor. Not great, the writer of that book. Great man. So, I mean, I'd I'd read it if it was him. Yeah, no, no doubt. I was like Joseph he's, Campbell. He's, he's that's an, who he's was. He's an enjoyer. Yeah, I knew it was Campbell, man. I I always have a hard time. Like it's like you read stuff, you put it down, and then like unless I'm constantly going back to things, I always have a hard time remembering authors' names because it's not like they definitely don't get stuck in my head the same way. There's a couple of them. But I mean, that's fair. There's a couple of them, but like you know, I'm not one of those academic types who just like can remember all that crap. <laughs> I'm like, I think this is roughly what was said about something that happened at a time when this guy was kind of named this thing, but it was possibly something else. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that sounds right. That's yeah. pretty much how it is. But anyway, back to Endor. So, Matt, do, so then they go to Endor. You want to talk about Ewoks? Yeah, then they go to Endor because they got they got to take down the shield from the Death Star that's protecting it right now. So they got to infiltrate Endor and take out the shield. 
easy peasy, right? And then they come across two of my favorite designed stormtroopers, actually. A lot of people's favorites, the scout yeah, troopers. Yeah, a lot of people really like the scout trooper. Popular look. Popular Man. look. But dude, straight up, again, any stormtrooper look. I have yet to see a stormtrooper that I'm like, that's a terrible design. Like, even, like, the death troopers are probably my least favorite. But honestly, like... Oh, I don't mind the death troopers at all. I think they're pretty cool. They still look awesome. Like, they still look great. But, like, the stormtrooper design is always just on point. From clone troopers on, like, just always looks so cool. Yeah, the scout ones are really good. I love that there's... I would say, like, my least favorite is probably, like, the snow ones. Because they're just, like, their helmets are, like, tarped. So it's, like, probably my least, you know... But the OG, the First Order one is really cool, too. I really... Um, there's a lot of design, And that's one of the other things that also annoys me about the new trilogy. Because there's a lot of designs that I really like. Because it's still classic. Like, I don't really like that it was all still classic stuff. Like, I would have preferred we moved on. But obviously, we didn't want to. Hence why that one lightsaber was in every movie all the time ever. And never just pissed off. Um, you know, they were obviously trapped by the past, but like, I liked the slight adjustments, you know, whether it was a coloring, right. like, again, whether the, it was the first... like a ship design, whether it was, um, like the first order with like the, the stormtroopers. Yeah. Like, almost... like it looked good. I liked like, it. It's so good. It's and they striking, looked like right? they looked more striking and they looked both like they look like they could handle some, they handle stuff. You know, they weren't just getting they had, they had a sleekness to them. Like, like, honestly, if you told me those storm, stormtroopers came out of the prequels, I'd believe you. Yeah. Because, again, they weren't as they weren't. As, if you look at the stormtroopers in episode four, five and rough six, they are tumble. a lot more rough and tumble. They're, they're they're blocky. They're a bit more blocky. I still love that design. But like. But the first order ones are just tight. Yeah, I like those. Like, I like those ones. Bum, 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 bum. Um, yeah, like that. I just love how that entire thing, they just come across two random stormtroopers or scout troopers, and that just derails their entire mission. I know, right? Like, it also is like, yeah. it derails the entire mission, but it's the only way that they can actually, like, win. Because they essentially, it's what is it Han? yeah because han goes and sneaks up on tries to sneak up on one of them steps on a twig doesn't classic work. yeah classic guy and just then, got on, just got thought from carbonite a little sloppy it's okay and then leia's like oh no i gotta go and stop these other two from running off and luke's like uh no wait what? wait i'm coming with you have fun guys i love that speeder bike chase oh, i still it's think so the speeder cool, bike chase man. really i think it holds up they are still my least favorite episodes in any Star Wars or episodes levels in any Star Wars games. Any Star Wars games where it's a speeder bike, I'm like, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. This is too fast. No, is too I love like I would love it. Um, it's just it hasn't been done right. Like oh, there 100%. hasn't been a speeder bike level that I'm like, yes, like just properly designed to capture that feeling. I think the closest one I want to say was like Rogue Squadron three. For like the game strike it yeah rebel was strike yeah like a long time ago and i thought that one was pretty good um but most of the time it was most of the games where they're on there it's like the handling is like just terrible um oh it's way too sensitive like, 
even in Battlefront 2 where they're on there, it's just like the, the handling on the speeder bikes in that game are just rough as hell. You're like, come on, guys. How are we how are we in 2020 and we still haven't figured out how to like get the handling on these things? Like, right. Um, but I think if there's a way you you know designed it properly, you could have some really, really cool levels with that. Really cool levels. But yeah. In the film itself, awesome, man. Awesome. And there's no chill in how they kill those stormtroopers. They just, they just, they just blow them up. No, no second thoughts. Oh man, they don't care. No shit's given. I like when Luke cuts off the stabilizer and the guy just like whoa. Why didn't he let go? Why didn't he just let go? I know, right? Like, <laughs> would have been better off. He's just like, I'm just gonna hang on. Never mind, I'm dead. That was worth it. Like, like, dude, you just gotta let go of your hands. Centrifugal force is gonna she, launch you so far, you, man. He probably would have. He probably would have just hit a tree and died anyway. But better chance of survival than a fiery explosion. You're not wrong there. You're not wrong there. And then uh, we get to intro- be introduced to the lovely, the lovely the little Ewoks. I like the Ewoks. They're you, pretty you, funny. I. I love them. I like the fact that they were not intended. I like that it was Wookiees that just got chopped in half, and like the fact that Ewok is half of a Wookiee is just absolutely delightful. But like, I don't. I never understood the hate. I never understood why everyone hates the Ewoks because they're so, it's so unsuspecting, and I kind of love that because it's kind of like it's it's a reflection of the rebels. Like no one believed the rebels could actually do it. Yeah. And then the rebels meet these tiny creatures that they're like, yeah, these guys can't do anything either. And then they end up wrecking. And they like literally save the day. Like they're just great little tiny warriors. Like it's so cool. It's so cool. And and, like the thing I like about the Ewoks is like, while they're like cute and stuff, they also like wreck fools. They're also trying to cook and eat people it's like they're also pretty scary, savage little creatures. Um, let's not forget about that. Like, let's not forget these guys. We're gonna eat Han Solo and Luke, like, and not just like, ha ha, we're gonna burn you. Like, no, we were just gonna eat them. They were like, we're gonna eat you. Um, and there's and all like, stormtroopers at the end. Just... Like, they're just like they're just gonna wreck people. Like, they don't care. So, like, wow, they're cute. They're also just savage as hell. So it's kind of, it's a they, good mixture. It's a good mixture where there's things in the prequels and the sequels that are just meant there to be cute and like, oh, or like whatever, right? Like the Ewoks are yeah. not that. Exactly. There was, they were a necess- necessary choice in order to make the movie feasible, but they work in this narrative overall. And like even, dude, even their whole, like the battle of them against the Imperials and the fact they're using just they're using the woods it's nature against the industrial age that's 100 percent what it is and i love that straight yeah like they drop the two logs and crush the atst's head like they make the other one trip and fall like just the amount of stuff they use and even man one of the most visceral sound effects is just when they're beating the stormtroopers to death and you hear like that the radios clicking and stuff like that and just like the constant like pounding of the they're like stone tools against the armor like it's unsettling but i love it like it's so visceral it's so good yeah no i i i just i i totally agree with you on that one man 
I like it is it is like the nature versus industrial, like machines versus nature. And like even as technologically advanced as the Empire is, it's like you still lost to a bunch of dudes rocking rocks and logs, man. Rocking rocks. <laughs> Rolling with like little rock axes, man. They and they just they wrecked you. They wrecked you. They're oh, yeah. savage. Like they just 100%. they just gave zero shits. Like they weren't there for mercy. They're warriors. They're like, yeah, we're gonna kill you. And guess what? We're gonna eat you. Like they they wreck so much that even like and I know they had more than the Ewoks. Well, no, they didn't. I think it was just the Ewoks surrounding them, but like at the end of that battle when like Han pretends to be the ATS. Yeah, and all those guys and like out. lures them out. Yeah. There's a good chunk of them with blasters that run out, but then they're surrounded by Ewoks and they just give up. They're just like, uh, okay, yeah, I guess, I guess, because <laughs> they know we're so gonna die. Them. <laughs> also, the, the good old. Just speaking of that battle, they, the Tarzan. Call oh yeah, yeah. Chewie. Silly, I love but that. there's just such good. Like it is a little silly, but it's a great moment. And it fits to like the characters and kind of what's going on, right? Like, is there's going through the jungle swinging on the vine like you gotta do it what i love that chewie made like a connection like i mean like all made a connection with the ewoks but chewie making a connection with the ewoks where it's basically like oh these are like little me yeah pretty much right no i totally agree with that like man like like do you have a favorite battle out of the three like the the ground battle the space battle and the like, I mean, I feel like the throne room battle is going to be our favorite. Okay, yeah. Okay, so let's just oh, say the like, throne room is the okay, favorite. Between, let's between, automatically do that. Um, I would Between the space battle the and space the battle Endor fight. The space battle. See, and I, like, I like the Endor one. I like the space battle. I love the space battle. See, and I think I like the Endor one just a bit better because it's just so cool. But, like, yeah, man. I don't like, know. It's just, always going to have a special place. They did place such a heart. great job making, like, it wasn't just like, oh, battle in the sky, battle in the ground, lightsaber fight. Like, it was each battle, like, each part of those, each part of that big conflict was so unique to itself and was offering, you well, know, bringing different needed... things to the viewers and they all had their obviously different objectives, but yet they continually relied on one another. Minus like Luke, right? It has kind of like get in, get out before the Death Star blows up kind of thing, right? Like that was also part of the it conflict. Was, it was so much so, like so effective that they brought it back for episode one. Yeah. Like they had the exact same formula of lightsaber fight, battle. ground battle. Well, they actually and, added uh, another layer because they had the Gungans. Two ground battles. Yeah, the one in Naboo, space fight and the lightsaber fight. Just had to up that into even more. Yeah. And just, and I love okay, that. Guys, like I just raising the stakes. I love that they did that. It was cool because they knew in episode three the end goal wasn't going to be a big giant battle, right? Like they knew it was going to be a more personal ending. Um, well, which even makes episode sense. two was a mix of like and two is it's kind of funny because episode two they scaled back because they did just the ground battle and the lightsaber battle. Yeah, that's true. And then by the time you get to episode three, they've just made it personal, a hundred percent personal. Yeah. That's a good observation. And, like, and then, you know, the, the sequels didn't do sweet tweets. They just did whatever so. they wanted. I'm fine with it. it just, it's, it's, it's I'm like, fine. how is there not, like, and I get someone's, like, to me, if you ask me the episode end of, like, episode nine, I'd be like, there was no good space battles in those films. 
And they'd be like, well, they did battle oh, in Bruce space. Was in space was technically on the planet. Technically on the planet, but also you never really saw, you saw a little bit of things here and there. Like nothing actually important happened in those battles. You know what I mean? Like nothing actually important happened. Honestly, like, it was just, it was just noise. Honestly, it was it so much like, noise. Like, I don't know what it was with the sequels, but they really liked those in atmosphere space battles. And like, I guess I get it. Cause you get to see like the, Oh, there's cool. There's trails off the wings. But at the end of the day, like, no, man, like I missed the whole like black void of space two guys, like two teams going yeah. at it kind of thing. And, I missed that. And credit to Rogue One. They had a pretty good space battle. It was better than and... anything in the sequels. You can agree with me or disagree Ooh. with me. I know you don't like the film overall, but you got to give it credit where credit is due. That space I battle above the planet. There was no was was mediocre. Solid. Compared to, okay. like, we just, fair enough, when Rogue One came out, we didn't have the other ones. But if you look at the rest of the sequel trilogy, eh, Rogue One still beats all of them, as far as any sort of uh, space battle. Eh, we can discuss that when we get to Rogue One, because I still, I, I still haven't rewatched it. It's been, it's, it has been since theaters, I have not rewatched it. No, I never mind, I watched it a bit after it came out in theaters. So it's been... It's been about five years since I've seen okay, Rogue One. Okay, and I've definitely I seen it more recent than five years. And I'm just telling you. I'm just I telling have, you. I've rewatched every other Star Wars film a couple times. I've not watched Rogue One You again. know what? I even watched Episode Nine a second time or a third time or whatever time that was. I watched Rogue recently. One twice. So... Not recently, but twice. I did watch twice, just not in You gotta years. put your biases aside, man, and just try to enjoy the film for what it is. I'll see it when we get to it. That's when I'm going to give it a try. But until then, I'm I'm content being a bitter old man. <laughs> that, that that tracks. That tracks. Um, but speaking of the space battle, though, like overall, man, like that this one has like I I to me I feel like this is the best space battle oh, out easy. of any of them. Easy, you know, easy. Like, as much as like I love the new I love the new hope one. It's a classic. But episode six just has like just fighters, you know what I mean? But like if you're talking, it has the best energy. Space battles is like capital ships. Like it's not just the fighters. It's like everyone's on board. Like this is a big battle. That's what I'm talking about. Well, like Lando and Wedge have great chemistry. Like it's like they just like Lando, Wedge, Nyanub and Admiral Akbar just all going back and forth and just like. Honestly, the rhythm to it, the the sheer scale of it, I love it. I love every piece of it. The Endor one just has more charm, but like the space battle is tight. Like I can't even disagree with you on that. Yeah, no, I yeah, I I would agree. Like the Endor one was definitely like unique, even as far as ground battles go, right? Um, but yeah, I just like for me, obviously the throne room itself, like. That's the most important to me because that's that's your emotional main narrative going throughout, right? Like, that's your character arcs coming to a close and, and the resolution of what's been driving so much of this forward. Um, and, you know, taking out Vader and the Empire, like Emperor, like that's a pretty important part to getting rid of the Empire. Um, but yeah, that space battle is just so much fun. Like, it's a trap! Like, something that's still used to this, like, day... All the time. Oh, right? yeah. All the time. I can't. I was talking to my well, wife about something, too, and I was like, it's a trap. Made me feel like, what the hell was it? I can't remember. She asked me something, 
It wasn't like, do I look fat in this dress? It was something like, do you like my sweater? And it was like, it's a trap. It was something like that. You know what I mean? Like, those things get used all the time. Hold on. We quote it on a regular so basis. Good. And I'm sure everybody and their dog does. But it's just one of those things that, but when you think about it, that came out in the 80s. And it's still kicking around and used so much. Like, And it's not like it's an amazing line. Like, it's just how it was delivered. It was the situation. It's the film itself. That it got sucked up and again like you say the cultural zeitgeist of it all and like and it's still a very prominent part even decades later well like i love the steps of the space battle too because we go from like yeah we're gonna go and attack the death star okay the shields are up wait there's a bunch of like star destroyers over there why aren't they attacking us oh crap the death star's operational oh no okay well let's go fight the star destroyers because yep. we're we're gonna do better against that <laughs> yeah. than, the, than the death star yeah. and then <laughs> and then it's like okay the shields are down okay guys everyone you need to get out and we need to go and fight that death star like right now because otherwise we are and like, and that's the key right like that's the whole trick of everything things are actually raising happening. the stakes like there is different stages to that space battle that are taking place um and and that's my biggest like gripe when it comes to uh episodes nine as well like their big battle it's like yes there's ships flying around blowing up stuff but there's no stages to it you know what i mean like it's ah, there's a couple but well like, there's like okay so the fighters that are shooting star destroyers aren't doing jack and then it's like oh palpatine force lightnings the sky which apparently only affects the enemy ships tell me how that all works and it's an emp lightning too so it just takes out everything but then and then everybody else shows up and then it's like oh we're good to go now like it's just matt matt you need to stop worrying about episode nine and just start worrying about episode six and how great it is i know but i'm just saying when you compare you the two it just back to makes the terrible it, films and you gotta it makes it painful focus man. on the good it makes it painful stay focused be in the now Man, you are like your head the, is never on what you are doing, geez. where you are, what you, you are, are like doing. the worst person to talk about that man. <laughs> you're like just you're always sending us to other stuff. <laughs> but like, this but, is true. But, but listen, yeah, no, I love the episode six one is great. It's got the stages, it's got the characters, it's got the stakes. <laughs> like all of those things were paid well and like they were given the attention they deserved. All of them. Oh, 100%. Like, none was, the none was too short. None was skipped on. None was half-assed. Like, it was just quality storytelling from every point of view. And, like, even in the space one, like, you could argue there's no significant characters up there. Like, it's just Lando and the rest of the Rebels, right? Like... You leave Lando alone. He is a like, gem. Oh, no, I'm not saying he's not. But I'm just saying as far as, like, <laughs> it isn't Luke. It isn't Leia. It isn't Han. It isn't Chewie. You know what I mean? Like... It isn't one of the yeah. big three. Like, those three aren't separated. Like, those two are down there, and Luke's in the throne room. So, really, they could have cheaped out on the space battle if they wanted to. But they didn't, because it was significant in itself. I guess the Millennium Falcon was in the space battle. It's technically, it's, pro- it's probably close enough to any character or vehicle could be in anything anyway. Don't get a scratch on her. <laughs> like, I'm afraid I'm never going to see her again. I was like, no, don't let the Millennium Falcon blow up. No. Just the satellite dish. Yeah, then it was like, oh, okay, cool. No problem. No problem. But yeah, I know. It was just, it was awesome. Um, I have to, I have to feel like that satellite dish is like only for cable. 
It has to be because like, like otherwise, it has like to be for nothing because well, like it's constantly getting it broken. <laughs> if it was for anything, if it was for anything like massive, I mean, like, like yeah, they wouldn't be able to like if that's their radar, like they're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> they lose that satellite dish. It's like okay, how are we getting out of here now? How do we detect anything? Like, nothing happens, right? It's just intergalactic cable. That's all it is. It's it's how they it's how they watch all their shows. That's pretty much more or less what's but, like, going on. But yeah, man, like at the end of the day, I, I think going back to it, the throne room, 100 percent. Like. I, I think it's honestly to me, it's the most powerful lightsaber fight. Oh, easy. If you like if talk, I was like, going to rank like, cut out easy. Number one. Easy. Like and it's and it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Like just the kind of back and forth. But it really hits, and it's it lasts like what twenty seconds, not like, even. It, yeah, it, just it, when he when Darth Vader's like, "It's your sister, and I'm gonna turn her," and he just like unleashes. They and fight the a little bit before it, that, like on the stairs, right, getting into that basement thing, and Luke oh. jumps off. Like it's not the most amazing choreographed fight, but it's the one that has the but most the emotion, weight. right? Like it's the re- it's always, and that's what people don't understand about films. Like some people are like. We just want to see stuff blow up. We don't care about the rest. It's we like need but them you to need do the like context, crazy backflips, man. Like it's the context yeah. of the fights that get make the fight significant. <laughs> like yes, it's cool when they do flashy shit, but if there's no emotional context to what you're watching, you only care for it for somewhat of the action. But like there's nothing actually gripping you to that. And that was like the beautiful part about six, where like the choreography wasn't like. To be fair, the lightsaber fights in any of like, those original I, trilogy, the choreography wasn't anything amazing. But, like, in Six, like, the emotional depth to it, the anger, the feelings, like, it was so raw. Where you he's had, just swinging. Where he's just swinging, but also the cinematography, right? Like, you have this completely black environment, and you have this red and green blade constantly clashing. Like, the only color... In that whole thing, because Emperor's wearing black, Vader's wearing black, Luke's wearing black, like everyone's wearing black, and you got this red and green saber coming together in the dark. It's like and the soundtrack too when they're like and in that the final... soundtrack, like just ever on every yeah. level, whether it's a character level, narrative level, um, you know, whether it's visuals, whether it's sound, that throne room, whole sequence. The Emperor effing with Luke's head. You know what I mean? Trying to get him to turn. Trying to get him to give in to his emotions. Trying to, you know, accept your friends are gonna die. You know what I mean? Like, you're mine. There's nothing you can do. Now, like, to push do you him. think Vader was saving... Do you think Vader was saving Luke or saving Palpatine by stopping Luke's... No, he was definitely saving Palpatine at that point. 100%. Like, it was but totally like, in protection of Palpatine. Inadvertently, he saved. Like, yeah, inadvertently. Because, yeah, Luke was pissed at that point. Like, he just had enough, right? Like, he was ready to go. He's like, let's go. Let's do it. These are my friends. I, like, and I'm not here to save you your know, ass. Like, I'm here to save Vader. Like, you can die. I don't care. Right? You know, people have also tried to say that. Uh... <laughs> the reason why Luke got the high ground was because Obi-Wan taught him that that's how he was. Oh my God. (laughs) That would be the, and then Anakin and then Darth Vader knew to throw his lightsaber because that already happened to him once. And I'm like, that is the dumbest thing. It doesn't even make sense. Luke just jumped up or else he was going to get cut in half. (laughs) Yeah. And like, 
And like, what else was Vader gonna do? Like, like Vader's not, like not like, super. Oh, I know this trick. I'm gonna just throw my lightsaber. Like he was gonna jump up there. Like, he's not super aerobic. Like, man. It's, like, it just shows you how crazy some people get with like trying to things make, work. Like, they have to make this. Well, they have to explain that George Lucas is a genius. Which again, he's not. He he was a guy who made a movie and. And we we we've been too, with. And like, here's the thing: we've also been with Luke every time he's talked to Obi Wan. Obi Wan didn't tell him shit. <laughs> like no, in the, the three only, years I taught the, you, take the high only ground. Time that like maybe Luke was being trained by Obi Wan, and we weren't there. Was when there was stuff happening on the Falcon on the way in Episode Four when they left Tatooine. Like if we didn't immediately, you know, clearly they were already doing some training when we showed up in that scene with Han. Um, that would be the only possible time because like every other time they were separated every other time like anytime they talked as force goes we were there like it's not like Obi-Wan slipped him this information on a note you know what I mean it's like come like, on guys I can see I can see Lucas retroactively being making that the reason like I can see him retroactively trying to make that the reason why that worked like try and make like Oh, that's why I made Obi Wan have the high ground was to see, like, see, that's why, that's why the Luke fight, that's why you know, yeah, yeah well, Luke turned off his lightsaber because reasons, but like that doesn't make any sense. Still, because in Episode One, Darth Maul had the high ground, and Obi Wan cut him in half. Still chopped him in half. The high ground doesn't. It's just a thing in that movie in episode three and it doesn't need to be brought into episode six like also it's fine. It's fine. it makes it's fine. it makes far more sense when you're talking about guns and stuff and ranged weaponry melee combat i honestly having the high ground seems like a disadvantage like you might lose your feet man like i don't know like i feel like it's harder to block low than to block high that's just me and Anakin was a Obi Wan lucked Anakin out by was Anakin. A moron because he tried to jump over Obi Wan. You could have totally jumped right in front of him. It wouldn't have mattered. Like that's what ended the flashy choreography. Was Anakin realizing flipping? Like, and the, doing this his flip favorites. was a waste of time, and honestly, just totally effed me up. <laughs> like exactly right. Like I don't know. It was it was ridiculous, but like that 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 but whole like, that again, whole scene it, was great. Like. But, like, when Vader's, like, you know, talking about Leia and, like, how Obi-Wan hit her from him and just picking at picking him, picking at him, picking at him, like, it was just a My whole sister. attempt to, like, get Luke onto their side. Like, and Vader even do, even it would be his get own Luke to death. expose himself. You know what I mean? Like, because what was Vader's plan? Yeah. Like, I, you know, obviously he thought he wanted Luke on his side and they'd kill Palpatine together kind of thing. But, mm-hmm. Like, they were just trying to, you know, pick at him, and eventually, like, obviously he lost it a bit, but then he was a little bit reminded, like, yeah, man, your dad's kind of like you, isn't he? You both have those robot hands there, mate. <laughs> that, so actually, that's something that, like, I love, because that's, that is something they changed, too, is they added the sir, like, the servo sound when Luke moves his hand. I want to say that's oh, an okay. addition. That wasn't in the original one, original cut. They just added that robot sound when he moves it, or they've turned up the volume and made it more yeah. prominent. And I love that. I think that's a good moment. I think that, like, yeah, you get it from him looking at his hand, but you really get it when you hear that noise and you see those wires and you're like, oh, 
this is how similar I am to him. Well, similar and, how I and just like took how his close I almost became him, right? Like it's just this sudden yep. realization and it's a very striking good visual to be able to also show the audience, right? And then he's stupid and throws his lightsaber away. It, I was like probably I was going to say I like I I appreciate c- the c- symbolism but the lightsaber like, buddy cuz the emperor's still but there. But in his defense. I guess he didn't know the emperor. In his defense, he didn't <laughs> shoot know. lightning out of his fingers. We didn't know. Yes, to be fair, Dude. yeah. To be fair. When when the emperor started like shooting lightning at Luke the first time you saw that how did you feel? What the hell? <laughs> like, I know. I was like, I was like, they can and I do was like, that. That's super cool. Like, and then all I've ever wanted is force lighting, to be honest. So I was like, dude, if I could force lighting people, that'd be so sick. Yeah. But I, I, someone was ragging on Mark Hamill for his acting in that scene. And Mark Hamill was just like, okay, let's see. You get electrocuted. Yeah, exactly. Right. Go like, ahead. You, you Act try. that convincingly. <laughs> There is nothing wrong with his performance. No, it was great. And like the only thing that again, the only thing in that scene that got taken away from me was adding that. No, that's the only thing I can think of that really it it does pull me out. And now the emperor will die. die. He doesn't. Emperor's like, God damn it. This usually works. And his like teeth are so greasy. (laughs) And Vader throws him off, but like the swell I, of the I music. I love that he just like, like he just like holds his hands up like this. He just like this is just I know, right? Like, it, but like that, and that, but that's the whole. That's that like the majesty the... of the and like the the just how awesome that scene is. Like it is, it's that whole throne room is all about the motion. Like when you talk about the lightsaber fight again, we didn't we didn't. It wasn't about the choreography. It was about the emotion and and the relationship between father and 100%. son behind that whole thing and this conflict between light and dark and and Luke still struggling with it that within him like himself like he knows he has to stay in the light to be a Jedi Knight like that's his final trial, right? Like to finally pass that and become a Jedi, uh, just kind of like Yoda instructed him, but also then you get the emotional impact. Like, it's not just like, ooh, flashy lightning. Like, that's cool. But now it's Vader's turn to deal with that emotional conflict, right? Like, am I going to lose my son or serve, like, and serve the Empire? Or am I going to save him? You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, that's still his son. And especially he wanted to serve with him. Like, he didn't just want Luke you know, at that specific moment before his redemption, like when he was taunting him and stuff, like I said before, like it wasn't about just killing Luke. It was about turning him to his side so they could take on Palpatine together um, as father and son rule the galaxy. Right. Um, I think I think it also comes down to but his love for his he son. saw how far he pushed Luke. But he saw how far he pushed Luke and Luke didn't, didn't give in. Yeah. Luke has good in him. And I think that also kind of helped put, push Vader over the edge to redemption as well. He's like, okay, well, if Luke still has good after what I did to him and how much I pushed him, you well, know the what? fact yeah, that no, he's still breathing, right? Like he knew, like there he would have been exactly, dead. and Luke spared him. But now the Emperor was Straight killing up. him, and it was just, and and it kind of goes back, like, and if you want to tie it back to the prequels, it's like it makes sense, right? Like all Anakin wanted was Padme. All Anakin wanted was his family, and I'm sure that. Same Anakin, even before the prequels, still wanted the same things, but lost it, obviously. Um, so now to see the Emperor killing his only son, like that's going to do something to you. 
regardless whether you're dark side light side like you know that luke meant something to vader the whole damn time or vader could have just killed him on like vader could have just killed him on freaking cloud city they can been done with it. Could have killed him at the first death. Do you know what I mean? Like he just could have wrecked the kid a long time ago, and he didn't. And then when it came down to it, yeah, he chose like, his son, you know, over over the emperor. And and like while it's still a redemption scene, it's like you're not really redeeming yourself. Like you could save your own kid. I only murdered billions of people. <laughs> it's only a genocidal monster, but like I saved my kid. Well, and that's but, where I think. Know, that was a but that's where step. I think it's a good thing that he, it's a good thing he died then after. And that and that's it. Like it was, that he was had right to move. die. Like, like there's no way Vader could re get back into society. And like, hey, yeah, he would probably I, like, honestly be, your planet, Leia. The New hey. Republic would probably just execute him. Like he would die either way. So it was better for him to die. That what do you? Way. So how do you feel about the addition of a bunch of uh, cities celebrating the downfall of the Empire? Um, before we go on to like that very ending, I want to like reverse okay. a little bit because we did we we kind of like skipped over a little bit. Um, what are your thoughts on like how Luke reveals to like Leia? Like, what do you what do you think about like that whole like scene and scenario just before like the big battle? I like the scene. I still am confused why Leia's like you know I always knew, and that just that line doesn't sit well mm. with me. But the rest of it makes perfect sense. Her reaction when she finds out and realizes where she's like, no, Luke, like you got to run away. And he's like, I can't do it. And even Han's reaction where he's like, so you can you tell can't Luke, tell me. You can't yeah. Talk, like what the hell? I thought was, like, yeah, some really great moments. Like overall, I really like that scene. It's another one as a kid because it was just boring talking. I'd skip over <laughs> you're, all the time. Just like, like, as you, as you get older, as you get older, you appreciate mm-hmm. it more. Like, and it's, it is a good dramatic moment. And honestly, the music in there the luke and leia theme is one of my favorite themes to listen to on the soundtracks like it's so good and it's just it's again it's that it's that emotional setup to that emotional payoff especially like that scene makes you understand luke's reaction yeah when vader starts threatening he just found he just found his sister and then this guy's like oh yeah no i'm gonna i'm gonna go after her next and he's like, no, I just got her back. So, like, you die or I die. This is it. And, like, no, I think it's a good scene. I think the family building is really good. I just, again, that the scene in episode five is what really draws back everything. That's basically it. Which I mean, scene? I guess she kisses him oh, for good Oh, the kissing thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. The amount of times that, and, like, and, again, there's a four-year gap between the end of episode or between episode four and episode yep. six. So it's kind of like, how many more times did that happen? <laughs> yeah, who knows? I always so knew. That's like, why I totally macked on you. Like, right, that that tracks, that tracks. That's the that's the only line that doesn't make sense. The rest of the scene is golden. Like, the like any of the character-driven stuff in this movie is phenomenal. I love it. And it's a good payoff. It's a good conclusion to a three- three chapter like, well yeah it's really about this guy find, like luke not only just going on this adventure from being a farm person you know having his like aunt and uncle kind of his adopted parents almost um going on this adventure not only growing to becoming a jedi but also finding his family 
right? Like, also finding that, like, not just in the Rebel Alliance or in Han Solo, but literally his sister, literally his father. And that's always been a theme. Family's always obviously been a theme in Star Wars, but this this oh, it's up. in this film that it really took root right but yeah no i i thought it just added another great dynamic and the, the conversation they have it, it is natural and i think it does it works really well and like han solo's reaction is really good too right because he he's still not sure what the hell is going on like he's still like just you can tell you, you make such a good observation he's kind of off his game it seems a little bit and, like, maybe that's part of his evolution. Like, he no longer has that, like, wall up. You know what I mean? Like, he's totally just Oh, sure, just but you exposed. can tell Luke. Um, exactly. Like, he's not, like, the just cocky Han Solo, like, you were, that you met in the cantina. You know what I mean? Like, he has no more wall. Like, he put down his guard, and he cares about Leia. Like, and she cares about him. Um. And they kind of, and it's more of like a relationship banter instead of just kind of like the whole flirty stuff they've been doing kind of up to that point in the previous films. But yeah, no, I thought the reaction was great. Um, yeah. And again, like you said, just sets up perfectly Luke's reaction when it comes into the throne room. Everything always sets up everything, right? Like everything always has to pay off and add into something or else you're just wasting time. Or else you're just wasting time. Just like that stupid Jedi rocks. That didn't had nothing, you know, no significance to anything else other than that. Nope, so that definitely that added just, the story. Just the worst. Just the worst. There was a reason it was cut. There was a reason it was cut. Um, The ending sequence, though. Um, Yes? I feel like they... See, I loved the original song that was there. It was, like, my favorite song. And that was, other than like the Emperor Throne Room theme, that final song, Yub Nub, was my favorite freaking song in episode six. And when they changed it and I saw it for the first time, I was literally like, what the F is this shit? Like, I was so pissed off because I loved Yub Nub. And it was like more celebratory, you know? Da da, da Yub Nub. You know, like it was so like it just had its perfect energy to it, and you could see like it made sense for the Ewoks to be doing it, and all the actions of the dancing made sense, like to do this. Thing, I'm like, boo! Not even. It's not a better piece of music by far. Like it's just not i don't think it's a bad piece of music it's, i agree it's not the best but it's not freaking um, yum nub man it's not yum nub man like, but specifically how do you feel about the um what's it called the oh the added planets in the end yeah the added planets like that always bugs me because like it doesn't make sense to me like that doesn't that doesn't add up no, because let's just, be honest, you're not going to get everyone like, knows. Yeah, instantly everyone's like, "Yeah, the empire's gone." All right, we all found out the same. Even time. though the empire would be a massive, it would be a massive like you know presence on Coruscant specifically. Well, and, and that's and like that's that's the funniest part too, because in the like the actual canon now, right? Like you know that they connected kind of this film to. Like, the Empire still exists for, like, another five years after that. Like, the New Republic's trying to build itself, but the Empire's still a substantial threat. Like, you killed the Emperor, 
but the whole empire is still freaking there. Like they still have military yeah. control over everything. It's not like everyone, all the ships just burned and died. Like that was also uh, not going back to nine. I'm not going back to nine. <laughs> Focus, Matt. Focus. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, that was one of the things that was like dumb. But they added it into just to, like connect it to the other trilogy again. It was just one of those things, right? They're like, look, locations from the prequels. They're like, oh, remember that parade from episode one? Here it is again. <laughs> like, why is the exact same parade there, guys? Like, this is way later. No, Get exactly. A new parade. Come on. Get a new parade. Get original. Like, Where's and that's the thing, floats? Like, like everything else was good, and then Vader's theme, like funeral pyre. Yeah, I that's always a good moment. Yep, I like that. Um, and then Hayden Christensen. Like I understand, I don't get it though. Like, I don't he wouldn't even look like that, that anymore. Hand. And like I understand, I, I again I understand. I know why they. So did everyone it. knew who you were looking. Well, at. like I, but I don't get it. Because I feel like the audience is going to be smart enough to be like, oh yeah, that third guy is obviously Anakin. But again, even including Anakin there, it's a nice moment, but it completely defeats the whole idea and the whole like theory that episode one, two, and three set up with Force Ghosts. <laughs> We're like... Well, like, how did, like, yeah, and the way they set it, the way they like, designed did... and set up Force Ghosts, it's like, doesn't even make sense that Anakin would be one. Or how did Anakin Kylo learn? Ren, how did Luke learn? How did like how did Leia learn? How did like Yoda taught Obi Wan, and it's like no Qui Gon. Oh yeah, Obi-Wan, you're right. Also you're taught right, Yoda. Right, but like Luke could have learned over thirty years of whatever. Like you know, I mean, like there's plenty of time for Luke to learn and stuff. But uh, like the Anakin thing made did Luke like tell Leia did no sense. But like back then. It's like, that's just what happened to Jedi. Like, that seemed to be the canon. Because we'd only had two and Jedi. And that was cool. And they died. That was... But then you suddenly introduce an army of Jedi, and you're like, why aren't there a bunch of Force Ghosts around? Well, exactly. And that was like, the thing, right? And that... Tell me Qui-Gon didn't just show it up. That like, also makes me suspect that, like, when George Lucas was doing the original trilogy, his idea of the Jedi was a much smaller group. You know what I mean? Like, not a galactic spanning thousands upon thousands of Jedi. Well, because even um, maybe when you like hear a couple Luke hundred talk about them, when Luke and Obi Wan talk about the Clone Wars in Episode Four, like it's just literally that's what it's is not. He's not like, oh, you were a Jedi. He's like, oh, you fought in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Like that was the big thing. He was, and like, it would make, and again, and it would make sense if they were a smaller more force sense that no one the, would remember them. Like if it was more like a samurai it, clan, give or take, like not like a whole army <laughs> at the end of the day the clone wars also makes more sense if the clones are the ones who are actually attacking yeah and like that's that's it's, it's the titles still bug me to this day and the whole idea of the clone war still bugs me because it sounds like the clone army was used to attack and overthrow or it was used to attack and they had to fight them off but like oh it's just Ethan. it's Focus. overall it's just no Focus on the good, the prequels Ethan. and how bad they are overall return of the jedi still even with even with the little complaints i have return of the jedi is still just a baller yeah. movie i just love it it's, it's still my favorite one and again like, like if i had to choi- a choice to like sit down and watch any of them i would just watch six or if you were like if all these movies were now 
destroyed, you get to keep one. I'd be like, I'm keeping six because I know what happened in four and five. I'm good to go. Don't care. See, and and as much as I love six and as much as six is my favorite, I would keep four because it is Star Wars. I would keep six. But four, the four has the arc. You don't need the beginning. You don't need any movies to tell you what's happening before or after. Four is just a tight its own story. That's it to put up the scenario of if we were oh, to I'm not talking Wars, about like existence. I just mean they're you never can watch them again. Like they're all, all getting destroyed. Not that they never existed. Oh no, that's what I mean. Like because because if I want to show people who have never seen Star Wars before, I don't want to show them a random one. I want to show them episode four. Yeah, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, I've seen four and five. Sucks to be the rest, y'all. I'm gonna watch six all day. And it's nothing you couldn't explain either. I mean, I guess, but it's just so much easier. But then four goes nowhere, and you never have any conclusion because Vader's still alive. Four totally has. Yes, a it has they a conclusion. The Death Star, and then no, they have it, a little it slip does have a, a very solid conclusion because obviously they didn't know if they were making another one. But like, I just mean with Vader, like he did not die, like he kept going. But like the Death Star, like that scenario dealt with itself. But they still left mm-hmm. those loose threads, like any good film does. That's thinking about a sequel, but nothing's guaranteed. You have a con- yeah, you Vader have a solid conclusion to the story you're telling. You leave a couple, you leave a thread or two, you know, for potential to go overall. Forward. Again, like, but man, that's the original trilogy. We we've we've watched some bad, we've watched some good, and now we're gonna watch some both. Mostly bad, man. I can't believe we already made to six, man. Yeah, I can't believe we've been talking. We talked about this last week, but like one year, man, one year. Feast of Films. Congratulations. We just finished episode six now, so we go on from here. So what's your next five weeks? Episode seven, man. I guess it's like technically ten weeks now. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. All right. So, uh, yeah, with episode six now done and wrapped, that's a wrap on the original trilogy, um, let's move on to question of the day, which is from me. And I have a little bit of a different question. It's a travel question. If you could visit any planet in the Star Wars galaxy, which one would you visit? A little bit of travel. Like specifically the, the specifically the planet in the galaxy. Like we're not talking about like the location where the movie was shot. This is the actual no, 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 no. This is the planet in the Star Wars galaxy. Because literally, we I can't mean, like, visit anywhere because of COVID. We're all stuck at home. So I'm like, where would I visit if I could get to the Star Wars galaxy? Also, I was thinking today. I wonder if people who get abducted by aliens get to live out cool Guardians of the Galaxy type experiences, adventures. I mean, probably not. But I don't think so. I wonder. Cause so, like, anyway, back to the planets. So I have a, I have a, <laughs> I have a few different answers here because honestly, I would avoid anywhere that has like harsh climates or monsters that would kill me. So that immediately takes out like Tatooine, Mustafar, Geonosis, <laughs> Mustafar, Hoth, um, <laughs> Endor. Uh, yeah, yeah those little guys would get just, you. Like, honestly, it would either be like again, you you have Alderaan, you have Naboo, and you have Coruscant, and I'm kicking myself for not remembering it. The planet in Episode Seven where Maz where Maz's bar is. You know what? It was just in my head, and when you asked me about it, because I was like, I have the answer for you. Oh, Takodana. Takodana. Honestly, Taco you're gonna Donna. hate me for this. You're gonna You're gonna absolutely hate me for my choice. But like 
honestly, I would probably go to Canto Bite. God, I hate you. It's you're a terrible human but being. No, like you, but you would want to raise horse like, things. No, but there's a casino. There's probably theme parks around there. Like, think about it. It's like yeah, a resort. It's super loaded planet. But Naboo would be my close second. Because, like, all around, we didn't see much. It like, kind of looks like the Alps and stuff like that. But, like, like Naboo is nice beaches, green, some nice swampland. Like, again, like, like Naboo also seems like a good place to some go. Some nice swampland. I've never heard of anyone be like, yeah, there's some, some very nice swampland over there. They got some, you can go, go, they got some uh, good swamping going on. Go explore. Exactly. But it's a very green land. I think like, that's a good, that would be a good place to go. Because Coruscant would be fun, and there there obviously be a lot to do on Coruscant. Yeah. But like, like I get there's no like, we could go visit the Jedi Temple. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, see all the dead people. Or yeah, you'd have to go before Anakin got there. Like I went there, and it was just a bunch of dead. But people, I think so. I think that's that also the other thing is like what, what time frame are we going what to visit era? these planets? Because like. Because that's going to really drastically change the visit. A couple of those locations, yeah. Like, if we're talking, like, Height of the Republic, then, like, sure, like, I'll, I'll go see Coruscant, because that's, like, a whole... Yeah. Like, the amount of shopping you could just do. Crazy. Like, I, I guarantee so you there are man-made beaches and stuff like that. Like, there's got to be, like... Honestly, I don't even like man, the beach that much, but, like... I gotta, like... I just wish there was, like... I want there to be, like, a Star Wars open-world game, like, GTA, on Coruscant, where you can, like, jack, like freaking speeders and just fly through like the whole city like just oh that'd be so cool so maybe have a jetpack too or ah uh, no I, I mean i like coruscant probably not visit though i'd probably get jumped or something like and like the nice stuff which is really high up would be like you know the rich stuff probably be super expensive but anything in the lower levels you'd probably just get jacked and like beat up and stabbed so how about i could visit dexter jester oh you could Go to his 50s diner that's Which based be in the cool. space, space world. Space 50s. <laughs> yeah, that's such a weird yes. concept. That's I love weird. it so I much. About that. That's kind of strange. Um, two like, places that I'd probably want to go for like very different reasons. I think the first one would be Cloud City. Because I think that's such a cool Oh, location. I didn't even remember Cloud City. Like, yeah. To go up there and like be in the clouds and stuff. And like the sunset and the orange. I'm like, ooh, that would be cool yeah. as hell. No, that'd be really nice, actually um the next place i'd want to go which is kind of like a weird answer would like i would like to go check out crate because it seems like such an interesting planet like it's got like the oh, salt, like the salt on planet, it yeah but it's also got like the red underneath and like all those red crystals and crap like that i would love just to go exploring that place that'd be awesome that'd be a fun little adventure trek like cloud city oh for like she... a nice visit and then uh you know crate for like a little adventure trek kashik would also be kind of yeah cool. all the wookies and stuff lots of shit that would eat you though so i know but you'd be with the wookies so you'd be kind of might eat you too we don't know <laughs> depends if you're nice or not and then like like for like when you think about it, for like a for an advanced society of people, there's not really a lot. There's still a lot of like nature that will kill you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because even Corellia would be interesting to see, but I feel like Corellia is going to be very similar to um, Coruscant and Alderaan and stuff. 
Like, yeah, I think I think Naboo is like my number one choice. Like, it seems like the most peaceful. Like, if you don't want to get like it does robbed and stuff. Like, and it's got like really nice rolling green hills and a variety of ecosystems. I like that neither of us touched Camino. Like, I I would not Camino, Mandalore, that kind of stuff. I'm like, ah, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. <laughs> like, listen, Camino's cool because it's got all the water and stuff, but it's like constantly storming, which seems. I can't terrible. swim, Matt. So like, no, no I shouldn't. So you're totally like, out. It's a terrible Even place. If you could swim, you'd get wrecked by those waves. It doesn't matter who you are, and like, and Hoth. We live in we live in. We Canada. don't need Hoth. We don't need I already Hoth. live in Hoth. Like half the year we already exactly. exist in Hoth. I don't need that. No, the other half we're on Tatooine. That's what it feels like sometimes. Fall is like Naboo, though. Fall and spring, when it's like that perfect temperature. Mm. Yeah. Minus the beauty it's mainly oh, just man. flat why don't fields, we all want to go so. why why don't Antwine. we want to go back to jacko Antwine is where we live the summer roses are red violets are blue why does everyone want to go back to jacko <laughs> jacko it's like tatooine but slightly different colored sand and then try to even think about any locations in there's not really a lot of locations in either last jedi or rise that would be worth visiting well like we both Bight picked be places because it's a resort the last but... jedi which is kind of funny well because canto bite would just be a resort place yeah like that's basically all my thoughts are and if obviously if i went i wouldn't have the knowledge of like the crime that goes on that's there that jungle planet they're on a nine seems pretty nice, but like I definitely wouldn't visit Exegol. But I feel that like there'd be a shit show of a place. Super depressing. Like, wow, why did I come here? <laughs> like, why am Go I back here? To Endor. <laughs> this is depressing. This does not look like the brochure at all. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. I feel like Star Wars is just not a place that's meant for visiting unless you're going to Disneyland. That's basically it. I think there's a couple locations that'd Which, be fun to visit, but like most of it's like you, I would probably die. Well, I mean, Tatooine, we wouldn't last at all. No, like in the slightest. You'd just be dead. Although seeing a pod race would be kind of cool. Being in a pod race would be cool. In fact, if I was going to die in Star Wars, I'd be no, like, I'd... just blow me up in a pod race. That'd be sick. Just be one of the random aliens that don't make it out of that alive. Exactly. Except I'd be a person. I'd be like, guys, I got this. And instantly drive into a wall and die. Be like, you can bring your wife and kids like totally that one alien worth did. It. <laughs> totally worth it. In front of your wife and kids. <laughs> that's what that one alien yeah, did know, like just totally that's a terrible idea just like oh <laughs> <laughs> the last you so see of the... your dad <laughs> oh, yeah man, those kids are gonna be scarred for life <laughs> there was <laughs> my two favorite still i mentioned this in the episode one one but like two favorite sound effects in star wars <laughs> are probably the two dying pod racers the one that's like the and then the like what the heck and die what's going on george what's wrong with you oh man but yeah yeah so cool, that's man. i think those are our answers cool. so that's episode six and episode 30 another one bites the dust
and not a pod raiser. I bit the dust. It was not great. Yeah, no. So let us know what you guys think of episode six, especially like the ending, the middle part. Do you like Endor? Do you like the Ewoks? Um, if you say no, then like I can't. I can't. You, you are worse than the people who like or dislike Jedi rocks. <laughs> Jedi rocks. Jedi rocks is terrible. Do you like um, Jedi what's, Ewoks? What's your favorite? See, Jedi Ewok might not be bad. A little bit of wub dub in there. Yeah, yeah. I get that. I get down with that. Um. What's your favorite part of the big battle at the end? Like, what what really speaks to you? What what's you know? Do you love the throne room like we do, or are you more privy to the space? Are you more privy to the Ewoks fighting down the forest floor with Han Solo and Princess Leia? Like, it's just there's lots of really good stuff happening in this film. Let us know what you think, and if you could visit any planet in the Star Wars universe, where would you go and visit? And why? Let us know down in the comment section below. And that wraps up another episode. Episode 30 of A Feast of Films. Star Wars Episode 6. We move on. The next time we're talking about Star Wars in a handful of weeks to the sequel trilogy. And ooh. We're excited for Force Awakens. Good discussion. Either way. Either way. It's going to be good. Ethan, where can the good people find you? You can find me at Ethan R. Hill on Instagram. You can also find me at Ethan R. Hill on YouTube. Uh, you can also find mine and Prosser's film, Damned Rights, at realhouse.org. Go there, rent it, buy it. You can download it, give it a watch, give us some support. We would love it. Where can they find you, Matt? Mm-mm-mm. Very nice, very nice. You can find me on YouTube at Storytellers for Life. Gone on over by the channel. I say, what's up, my fellow storytellers? And when I'm recording this, literally every time, I say the wrong intro every time, and I got to restart. It's like, true. <laughs> it's been terrible. But come on, check it out does. the channel. It's fun. Uh, it's all about storytelling. We dig into different uh, storytelling techniques. We, we dig into some, you know, emotional and, you know, getting that, you know, mental preparedness to actually write and, you know, try to help provide a little support and inspiration as well. So if you're into writing... If you're into learning about character arcs, if you're into learning about, damn, anything about writing, or you just need a little bit of support and a little bit of, you know, you go get them, man. You you got this. Just come on over. Whatever that means. So come <laughs> to the channel, Storytellers for Life, where we tell stories for life about, about stories. Life? <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, that's pretty much it. So um, that wraps up another episode, episode 30. And we will see you guys next week for another episode of A Feast of Films. I am Matthew Alu. With me, as always, is Ethan R. Hill. And we will see you guys later. Have a good week, everyone. So long. Bye-bye. Toodaloo. And may the force be with you. Always. At Smooth Jazz Radio. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah.